Show Music Written and recorded by Jedediah B Follow on Instagram at sentient underscore vent Thank you for listening Now back to your scheduled program To the Dirty Decibel. I am Matt A, your host and touring sound engineer. See, for the past decade, I've been traveling the world as a roadie to the stars. And over that time, I've met and worked with some extraordinary people. And now, I'd like to share with you some of their own personal stories. Through our conversations, my goal is to bring a rare and candid perspective to their ups to their downs, and to their all-arounds. This is the show where you will truly find beauty in the dirt. Let's roll. That's right, fam. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> What's up, man? How y'all feeling? I mean, hopefully good, because I know it's been a pretty, pretty, pretty crazy month since I dropped the last episode on y'all. You know, so much has happened in the world, a lot of big changes going on. You know, I really just hope that in the midst of it all, everyone is holding up okay and taking care of themselves, you know, because that's definitely the most important thing. As for myself, you know, after spending the past, let's say, four months or so, completely submersed in creating and completing the first season of The Dirty Decibel, you know, it came to a point that after that last episode, I really needed some time for myself to rejuvenate. Your boy needed a break, you know? I was feeling a little dull around the edges, you know? I was feeling a little lackluster. <laughs> so I took some time to reflect on my journey because I knew that moving forward, especially going into the second season that I couldn't keep going down the same path I was on, you know? That path was wearing me down. And I was picking up some bad habits. You know, I was also picking up a few unwanted LBs around the waistline, if you know what I'm saying. Because most days I was spending like 10, 12 hours a day working on the show, you know, barely leaving this chair, which is crazy to think about now, you know? But I was just so committed to making the show the best that it could be that in the process, you know, I got caught slipping. Your boy got caught slipping, and that ain't cool, you know? So I said, Matt, because, you know, I like to talk to myself, and I was like, Matt, chill, bro. And I was like, okay. So here we are. A month later, I did what I had to do to get it right, and now I'm back. (laughs) And I can say I definitely feel so much better mentally and physically. So, I mean, I would encourage anyone, if they're feeling stress or anything like that, and they have the ability to, to just step away for a minute, to kind of gather themselves, you know, totally do it. It's so worth it. And you know what else helped me? What really helped me was the fact that I recently took a trip down to Mexico again, and I got to spend a few days with my lovely girlfriend and, if you recall, guest of episode eight, Miss Eloise Calderon, 
where we vacationed at a nice little beachside Airbnb and got to indulge in the peace and relaxation of Baja California, Mexico. You know, we got to chill on the beach, we got to soak up some vitamin D, we got to indulge in a little TLC, you know, brown chicken, brown can. <laughs> you know, that was really nice and definitely much needed for us both. You know, but on the flip side, as per usual, man, it was really, really hard to leave her. I mean, it always is, man, but, oh, man, this time was really tough. You know, I was just like, no. So, because, to be honest, we really don't know when we're going to see each other next. We always know that it's going to happen, but we never, like, know in that moment. So that unknowing sort of just kind of it doesn't sit well with you. And that's kind of that feeling, you know. You try not to focus on that feeling, but it's there. So, um, but yeah, but overall, you know, I was just really grateful that, you know, we got to see each other again and got to spend some quality time with each other. So that was nice. You know, I got to keep it real with you. We did get into a little argument. We got into a little, little tiny argument. No big deal. We were through it. We were better for it, you know. But it was very, very scary in the moment. Not gonna lie. But we good now. We good. 100, 100. And then so when I got back to L.A. Um, last week, I knew that it was time to really hunker down and get back to work on the podcast, man, because um, I already have another 12 episodes recorded. Yeah. 12 episodes recorded, ready to be edited, um, which I couldn't be more excited about. So, um, so yeah, there you go. But first, I did want to take this moment, this magic moment. to show Season 1 some love because, you know, it was a huge personal accomplishment and a tremendous learning experience to complete the first season. Woohoo! Yeah, 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 yeah! Wah, 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 wah! <laughs> That's right, man. It was a big deal. I was stoked. And um, yeah, through it all, and at times it was quite the roller coaster ride, but I truly couldn't be happier with the end result. You know, as I, as I just mentioned as well, I really did learn so much from doing this show, especially when it came to the conversations I was having with my guest, you know? It was one of those things that in the moment, where you're so engaged with the guests, you're soaking up everything they're sharing with you. And in the process, you're gaining new ideas and perspectives, you know, which is so dope because each guest brought his or her own special flavor to the show. And at the end of our conversations, you know, I always left feeling super invigorated and inspired. And to be honest, you know, I think my guest did too. You know, see, for me, um, it was definitely those teachable or relatable moments, situations, you know, that came up in the conversations that I really resonated with. Uh, for example, you know, one of the guests was talking about their routine when it comes to balancing diet and travel while on tour. And that's something that I know all touring folks deal with. So hearing their experience and how they maintain that balance was very helpful, you know, and insightful. Or um, let's say or when one of my guests was sharing how they uh, are making the most of the downtime right now by taking online classes to learn a new skill set. I believe this guest was talking about how they started taking IT classes. That way they could... Um, uh, create more diversity and value for themselves and hopefully, you know, pick up a gig here or there um, that they might not have taken beforehand. So that was really cool and inspiring to hear. Or um, how some of my guests are getting to spend more time on their own personal music projects because, you know, with the touring lifestyle, we really don't have as much time to focus on that stuff. Or when we do, we kind of tend to take taking a nap over working on some music, you know, or just catching up on rest because we're worn down by the time we get home, you know. So that was really cool to talk about. 
and or or when I discuss with some of my guests about their own experience in taking over um, another engineer's gig in Showfile and what challenges might come with that. Because in my own personal experience, it's happened to me multiple times, you know, and it's always been different. It, it always varies because it just depends on uh, the gig you're taking over. Um, because the the way it usually works is that, you know, when you're working with an artist, generally you build up a like a, a, a like a circle. You build it like a circle of trust, you know. And you build this relationship with the artists and they, they put all their faith in you and they feel good about you, you know, and they, they have a sense of ease knowing that you're there taking care of them. So when you leave and then someone else comes in, obviously it kind of, sometimes it shakes up the artists, you know, and they're not very comfortable and they're very hesitant to like put their trust in you. So there's all those challenges that come along with that. And then there's ways that you go about that as well. You know, I have my own ways and then listening to my guests kind of share their ways was awesome, you know, and I took a few things here or there from that. And it was just really nice to hear that I'm not the only one that kind of goes through those struggles when you're when you're faced with that situation. So that was cool. As well, um, it was also nice to hear how my guests approach their jobs when it comes to the differences of workflow um, when they're mixing a band between being a festival show headliner band to being an arena show opener band or just being one of 10 bands at a dirty-ass club show, you know? Because they all vary. They all are different. And uh, there's different, how do you say, uh, methods or ways of going about, like or like I said, there's different workflows. And you kind of have to recognize what position you're in in that moment. And sometimes it's difficult because no one really trains you for those sort of situations. You're kind of learning on the fly in a lot of those type of situations. So... So that was really cool to hear. And um, yeah, like I said, man, it was all just super inspiring. And it left me just full of gratitude and and a lot of, um, with a lot of cool new ideas and, like I said, perspectives. So yeah. And that right there, my friends, is what, you know, makes doing the show so extraordinary. It really means so much having the ability to connect on a deeper level with friends, you know? Old friends and new friends, especially during this uncertain time of COVID where, you know, connections are kind of, or deeper connections, so to speak, are kind of few and far between or are just kind of harder to come by, you know, because obviously over the past seven, eight months, most of us have been quarantined, locked down. We haven't seen a lot of our friends. We haven't had much physical contact with any of our friends or some of our family members, you know, and that is tough, man. That weighs on you and it's not healthy because I think it's imperative for the human spirit and just our overall well-being to have human interaction, you know? So when we don't have that, it really does drain us and it, um, it depletes us of, of love and, and ex- that exchange of energy, you know, which is crucial to our well-being, as I just said. And yeah, so please, I would just encourage anyone and everyone to, you know, to don't forget about your friends and your family members, you know, reach out. You know, if you could see each other, make it happen. You know, just be be safe, be precautious. Yeah, man, but we can't let this whole situation, you know, separate us and tear us apart eventually, you know, or, or just make it the norm that the only way we connect is through the internet. You know what I'm saying? That ain't cool. So let's be mindful of that. You know, that's all I'm saying. And, and also, as well, you know, moving forward, you know, that for me is something else I appreciate in regards to season one was having the time to actually sit down to edit and then critically listen back to the episodes, you know, 
breaking down every conversation, gaining a better understanding of how I approached the conversation, and then how I expounded on what the guest was saying. You know, the process kind of reminded me of when I uh, used to play sports and we'd have to watch game film after after the game, you know, and we, we would pick apart every move and possession, you know, just trying to, basically just trying to improve on our game as a whole and right the wrongs, you know, taking every lesson that we can from it. You know, and I have to admit that one of the hard lessons that I learned while listening back to the episodes was feeling like I, you know, I, I might have missed out on a few opportunities to elaborate on certain points that my guest was making. You know, points that I think could have possibly made the conversation more engaging or informative. But, you know, because of my inexperience, I'd say, or, yeah, I'd say inexperience at being a multitasking podcast host. You know, I wasn't as efficient in making the most of those opportunities. You know, and that's just an, another example of why we always listen to the game tape, my friends. <laughs> you know, just getting better all the time. That's what it's about. You know, because I, I will say that there are people out there like, I don't like listening back. So, oh, I'm breaking out one after blah, 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 blah. You know, and I kind of think the opposite. I think it's super important to, you know, listen to back some of your episodes or whatever you do, make YouTube videos, make this, make that, you know, just watch it. You know, and and don't, and watch it critically. You know, of course, you're going to be hard on yourself. Or I think individually, we're the hardest on ourselves than anyone is. You know, but don't be too hard, but definitely just. Keep an open mind and know that, you know, there's always room for improvement and then try to just kind of see if there, if anything, what you can take from that, you know. Um, but yeah, keeping that in mind through my own experiences and listening to other podcasts, I really started to learn that being a good host is a beautiful balance of intentional listening and authentic response. You know, it's a literal dance of words between the guest and the host. So I definitely feel that in season two, the, the episodes will reflect as such, you know, coming through with a, I'd say, more enlightened and confident version of your host, moi, <laughs> Maddie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, one more thing in regards to season one, and that is how much I loved putting together the guest intros for each episode. You know, throughout the season, it sort of just naturally happened that with each new episode, the intros kind of got longer and longer, because you know. As I went further into depth in the season, I realized that I wanted to give the listener more insight to the episode itself, you know, by highlighting my guest story and some of the topics that, you know, we discuss within the episode, which ultimately I really think helped create a better experience for the listener. And in the process, you know, it really did help sharpen my creative writing and v- 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 vocal mic skills, skills with a z- z- z. <laughs> so yeah. It is a personal honor and pleasure to create the guest intros, and I seriously can't wait to see what comes from next season's intros as well. So please stay tuned for that. Yeah, for reals though, I'm just really excited to jump into season two, which is titled Inland Empire. You know I had to represent, as I've been holding it down out here in the IE during most of the pandemic, you know, just hanging, kicking it with the fam, which has been really nice. So let the excitement hit you. Because this season, I do have some fantastic guests who really elevate the show with their incredible stories. You all are definitely in for a treat. So please get comfortable and prepare yourself for an adventure unlike the rest. Because we're about to get into the first episode of The Dirty Decibel Season 2, Inland Empire, which will officially drop in the next few days. And will feature front of house engineer, Jerry Lopez. J-Lo! Whoa, whoa, that's right. That's my dog. But in the meantime, 
If you still haven't, my friends, please check out season one of the Dirty Decibel Mexico City, featuring my conversations with seven very talented audio engineers and musicians, as well as one very endearing girlfriend. Streaming now on all major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio Music, etc., etc., etc. Yo, and while you're at it, check out the Spotify playlist that I released last month to commemorate the completion of the Dirty Decibel Mexico City, titled, in quotation marks, 2020 Feels. Eh, I don't know if I like it. Let's, let's try this. In quotation marks, 2020 Feels. There you go. I'll go with that. Feels like what? I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to uh, take a listen to the playlist, you know? Um, which which the playlist includes musical selections from all eight of my guests of season one and a few selections from myself because you know how to get up on that action. And I'll be honest and say it's a very dynamic and eclectic playlist, you know, ranging from hip-hop to metal to indie pop to Tejano to electronic to R&B and to punk rock. You know, there's a little something for everyone. Um, it's about three hours worth of tasty jams for you to munch on. So please take a listen and share with your friends if you would be so kind. And, uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you again for taking the time to listen to the show. You know, it's so very much appreciated. Because I got to be honest, when I'm doing this show, putting in all this work and all this energy, you know, and I really don't know if who's going to listen or how many people are going to listen, you know. But I'll be honest and just say that I'm really just doing this for the love, man. It's just a lot of fun. And like I said, it really means a lot to be able to connect with my friends and colleagues, you know, and just share this with you all, man. So um, I just want to take that love and I'm going to send it to you guys because I got nothing but crazy mad love for all of y'all. So thank you again for everything. I really appreciate it. That being said, until next week, my friends, you know, please stay safe. Let's all practice patience and always look both ways before crossing the street. All right, take care. Peace. How can you make it?